We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I am. Christy Winter Scott joined as always. Oh, joined as always by my guy. <laughs> Gabe Ibrahim was doing Euro stuff. Gabe. <laughs> How are you? I missed you last week, bud. Yeah. Oh, we, we we tried to talk. We tried. We 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 got on the phone. We we couldn't figure out the mic. It, it was a whole situation. So we appreciate yeah. you guys. Uh, hanging with us uh, and you know this is uh the end of the high school season and the midst of christie's uh do everything campaign <laughs> to literally cover basketball at any place in the world um yeah and and so we've been super busy so we appreciate you guys uh, oh, no. being patient with us and, and being ready to talk uh yes. and all things hoops i'm so excited all things all things hoops all things hoops but first things first um Unfortunately, we've had another violent situation in our country um, at Michigan State University, East Lansing, Michigan. I've been there several times and it's such a cute community, um, a tightly knit college campus and off-campus community. And I cannot fathom that situation happening anywhere. But when it when you know you you've been places and you've been around the people there and uh, you know I just I really feel for that community and and what they had to suffer through last night um, at 8 p.m. some randomness of violence with a gun uh, killed three people and I'm just sick and tired of it, Gabe. Um, I have college kids. I have like you know youngsters. Mm-hmm. I know people who have kids at Michigan mm-hmm. State, and it's just. It's just so scary, you know, um, just going about your business uh, and then just this 
I don't know. It, it's just horrific that it continues to happen. And just sending our, our prayers and, and thoughts to, and I hate saying that because I'm tired yeah. of saying that, but just honestly sending prayers to the parents of all those kids there, um, you know, all the teachers, all the coaches, all the players um, for every sport and every team, like, you know, you're, you're supposed to be there to, to be protective of, of them. Um, as a parent, you trust that they're protected in a safe environment. And no, this is not saying that, you know, security didn't do their job because they did, They did. but it's just, it's so random. And it's, that's why it's scary because you know, everyone is doing their best to keep everyone safe. You know, that, you know, you, you've entrusted your kids, <laughs> uh, you know, to be in an environment where they feel safe and, and all of that. And just, I don't know, I, I just, I, it feels like a broken record and it drives me nuts because uh, it keeps happening, you know, and there has to be some kind of reform. There has to be some kind of uh, way that we don't continue to say thoughts and prayers every other day, man, but this stuff, it, it just, it makes me sick, to be honest. It's just, um, I mean, it's getting to the point where, you know, everyone's been affected by a, a mass shoot. I mean, I, I was at the Fort Lauderdale airport when there was a mass shooting there, um, you know, running for my life. And then I've had that experience. I, I know the terror that these kids go through. I know there's a lot of trauma involved with that. Um, and, you know, you, you just sit there and like now it's like you think about you in that situation, not not asking for someone to help change the law because you know that's not going to happen. You have to think about yourself in that situation and try and figure wow. out a way to survive. And, you know, someone pointed out that um, there, there's some kids at Michigan State who, um, you know, they, they had a, a camera out there and one of the kids had a shirt that said Oxford Strong. And um, that's from a high school nearby that there was a mass, there was a shooting there. Yeah. Four people died there. That kid went through that there. And then he had to go through it again in college. Oh, it's just, what are, what are we putting our, our everyone through? Forget, forget just the kids, all of us, you know, it's like, it's all of us. It's all of us. And it's just, it's terrifying. And I, you know, I wish I could sit here and say something's going to be done, but I just don't believe it. Yeah, Everyone's doing their job except for the people that we need to be doing their job. And and I think, you know, like you said, it it is kudos to the Michigan state police department for responding as fast as they did. Cause that could have been, they could, they could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse and for them to have, you know, the, the overwhelming force and the communication, um, to help the community at least mitigate it, I thought was, was commendable, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to comfort people at this point. It's just, I, you have to be ready and, and I'm just really sorry for those kids to go through it and I hope they're going to be okay. Um, and you know, we're, we're going to send that because we all have, we all have people. You know, we could think yeah. of that have been in situations like this. So, yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to to deal with, tough thing to think about, tough thing to move on from, right? Like when we're trying Honestly. to sit there, you know, right, right? Like last night we're trying to watch basketball, right? I couldn't. At some point, it just became like, you know, I can't, I can't watch basketball. Like we, we have, I have to watch the news, I have to look at Twitter. Like I don't, I don't know what happened in, in a yeah. lot of the games last night. I'm sorry, but I was terrified. I was terrified yeah. for those kids, knowing the, yeah. the the terror that they were in. So. Yeah. Uh, just, just, I don't know. I, I hope, I hope all the kids out there are feeling okay. All the parents are, are, are yeah. you know, trying, trying to feel as okay as possible. Yeah, no question. I did not know that you were in the airport running for your life, Gabe. So I, you know, I'm sorry that you had to go through that personally, 
Mm-hmm. I, I can't even fathom. I, I never want to know that. I don't want my kids, anybody. I don't mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want anyone to have to, to feel that kind of terror. Um, and the randomness of that, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it, again, it just makes me sick to my stomach, um, to think that someone would have no regard for, for others. Um, well, I they have no it. regard for others and they have a gun and they have a gun. I just, uh, that's, that's, my stomach, the pit of my stomach. It's just, oh, it's a, it's a, knot I hate it. And, uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate well, it. We're, we're sending all our love to the Spartan, yes. the Spartan community and, you know, uh, um, yeah. I'm hoping they're they're okay. I'm praying for them, and like you said, Absolutely. that's 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 not enough, but that's what we got. What um, we got, and yeah, lots of love um, going their way. And again, mm-hmm. you know, with the all the coaches, but in particular, you know, Susie Merchant mm-hmm. for the women's basketball program at Tom Izzo for um, men's basketball program. I know, you know, that they had to probably on a dime, like you know, make sure mm-hmm. that everyone's okay. Like so, I. And all the you know, football, every, all the other sports too, but just having, you know, interactions and knowing how much, you know, yeah. they, they all, you know, all coaches care for their kids, but can you imagine that? Like, I mean, you're a coach, like, can you imagine like having to make double down, make sure everybody's okay. Like, no, I run, I run through the scenarios of like, what, what do I need to do? Like how, how I can, if I go there and it's on, it's on me to figure out the situation, I go through exactly. the scenarios now because yeah. I have to, I have yeah, to. Have and to. like, and you know, another thing, yeah. another thing that's crazy. So our school was renovated, was a uh, redone last year. And mm-hmm. I look around, and I'm like, this school was redone specifically to avoid a mass shooting. Like the wow. way they, they laid out the school. And I don't know if that's true or not. I would have to ask, but you look around and it's just like a lot of open space on the, on the first floor, all the classrooms really high upstairs, wow. doors lock easily, you know, doors lock automatically. It's like, they set this school up to avoid that. And that is a freaking shame. That, that is, is a freaking shame in, in this country with all, everything we have that we have to do that. It's right. a, it's a, it's just wrong, but I don't know. You, could, let's, you want to talk about basketball? We no, can. We, I, we have to, I guess. Hard. It's tough. Hard left tough. turn. There's a hard left turn. We'll get right into it. But I mean, we, we couldn't go into basketball without, you know, letting letting our feelings be known on on that situation um so yeah i mean there there has been yeah lots of love um especially on on this valentine's day right oh it is valentine's Uh, day it is it is so i mean with that yeah valentine's day today so happy valentine's day everybody um but you know with with what's going on with basketball right now i mean the topsy-turviness of the top 25 Mm-hmm. Uh, has been insane. Um, this week was a little more, you know, calm in that way. Uh, not as many upsets as, as last week. That was a little insane. Um, a yes. lot of the top 15 teams lost the teams that were under them or, or not ranked, mm-hmm. but beat teams ahead of them. So that was, that was uh, uh, you know, an hour-long uh, formula to try to figure out as an AP voter, which is mm-hmm. fun. But, you know, you have to be fair. <laughs> You know, you got to be fair um, and look at all the scenarios. And it was that was a tough week last week uh, on the women's side. I think the men's side had it this week. You know, yeah, yeah. All of the, you know what I mean? With all the topsy turbiness. But that's where we are right now in the, in the thick of it. Uh, in yes. fe- mid- mid-February with the tournaments beginning in about three weeks. Everyone is jockeying uh, for for seating. Don't let people tell you that they're not. They are. Um 
got to win your home games, um, got to eke some out on the road. But I just think, um, I don't know, let's start with the South Carolina LSU game. <laughs> start at the top. Because, yeah, start at the top, right? Um, Don Staley, first of all, just uh, um, beyond a class act when it comes to being a dream merchant, as she calls mm -hmm. herself, for these mm -hmm. young women. Now, for her comments after the game, I'm just going to fast forward and we'll, we'll dissect sure. the game. But her comments after the game, look at this environment. We have 18,000, 18,000 people here uh, to watch this game. And this is what we do. This is what we are built to do. This is our mentality is to come out and be our true selves. And for her to say that, like, can you imagine playing for her? Can you imagine like being able to be your true self and to, to be at your best, knowing that you look to the right and to the left and everybody else feels that same way? That's momentum. And that's emotional. Like it's not even any a play call. Like yeah. that's, that's how these kids are wired and how they are being um, ushered through their college journey, uh, their collegiate journey by Don Staley telling them that and feeding them that way mentally first. I don't care. Like you, you have to be set there first before you can run anything tactically on the floor. So her comments after, like when, like when you are genuine to yourselves, mm -hmm. this is what happens. 18,000 people come and watch the joy that you play the game with. So I'm just like, are we realizing actually what she's doing here and not just basketball wise? Are we seeing how she is um, uh, just having a masterful way with these young women? and empowering them in such a way that they can feel free to be themselves and, and to applaud that in their teammates. Mm -hmm. Come on. And I, you know, for me, I will always see basketball, especially women's basketball in that way as a moment to empower our young women to be leaders of themselves first, because that's where it starts. You can't lead anybody else. If you don't lead yourself first. So for Dawn Staley to be that example, Man, hats off to Dawn. I, you know, and she knows I love her. Anyway. Um, but I just, you know, she just gets it. She yeah. just gets the the inner workings of what it takes to be a winner. Like she gets that, and she's preaching that, and feeding that to her kids, man. And I, you know, I just, I, I love it. Like I, I just think that, you know, you can't beat that that way of of leadership. Well, and, and it's so basketball, I think we both feel this way, is less about X's and O's and more about hearts and minds, right? Your mind's right, and, and you have and you have love in your heart for your teammates and you trust them. Yeah. It, it probably won't matter what you run. It probably won't matter what you run. I mean, and then it comes down to how much the other team trusts and, and loves their teammates and what their minds are like. And, and I think for South Carolina, obviously, yeah. they're never going to get out-talented. So mm -hmm. uh, the what they do is really control their hearts and their minds. And I think, you yep. know, obviously this was a huge statement for women's basketball. And Dawn has done this time and time, time, time again. Yeah. Right? But I thought just a little thing that I love was like her showing up in the Randall Cunningham jersey to play to, <laughs> awesome. for the game. Yeah. For the game on ESPN, biggest game mm -hmm. that she's going to have this season. Well, it's hard to say. South Carolina's still yeah. a big game. So far, but, yeah. Like yeah. A pretty big Pro game. Probably the biggest game they're going to have. Yeah. And for her, and for her to say, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not going to show up in the thing that, uh, you know, most coaches show up in. Like, I'm not going to conform to what people expect from me. I'm going to show up in what I want to be and be true to myself. I'm a Philly. She's she a Philly girl, you know. And it's like, 
I'm showing up to support my That's city right. in the right. way that I want to. I'm not going to oh. wear a green suit. I'm going to wear my jersey because it That's looks right. dope. And I, right? I'm, it looks tough. I don't know what the kids say now. Um, uh, drippy. Oh, dri- drippy, drippy. Yes, drippy. It. She had drip. She had drip. Um, and so I think that's just like it's just a little thing that shows the attitude of yeah. that team. And then that all comes out on the court. I mean, you see yes. when they're, you know, another thing I love that if, if we could stick on the end of the game. I do want to get into the minutia of what happened. But, yeah, um, you know, the 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 way the team is like going crazy for the bench players when they get in or the young players when they get in at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, they're. You know, they get off the floor. They don't sit down. The no. starters, Zia Cook, Aaliyah yeah. Boston, Victoria Saxon, you know, all the players, they don't sit down. They go no. to the bench, they stand up, and they're cheering on their mm-hmm. teammates. And because their their teammates are cheering on them when they're in the game. And okay. I think that's just a sign of a not just a good basketball team, just like a good, you know, a good community. And that's what we're trying to build in basketball is community. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I thought it's just – such a, a a sign of of how far South Carolina has come from when Dawn took them over to now, and just mm-hmm. like how far they're gonna keep going because this thing's gonna keep <laughs> holding on. I don't know if y'all saw Raven Johnson; yeah. she's real good. She's pretty <laughs> real good. good. She's real good. Um, and so I, I think they're gonna keep rolling. But as far as what happened on the court, yeah. Um, what what do you think was like the biggest reason why uh, South Carolina won this game? Wow. I mean, I have, I have a, a litany of things. Um, <laughs> where do I begin? Uh, okay. Number one, uh, you know, I was going to be, you know, I'm empowered by Don Staley to be my true self mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> in this moment. So I'm telling the truth. Okay. Um, for me, uh, I believe that LSU just didn't command the, the inner workings. And when I say that mm-hmm. I'm talking about in the paint, Mm-hmm. Um, on the glass, I th- and I know the numbers may not may not show this as as much as um, I felt it impacted the game, but I just thought that the glass work by South Carolina and their domination domination of the interior play was the difference in the game. Now it it was rebounding, um, but it was also defense in the paint. Um, where Aaliyah Boston got some big blocks down in there and and denied a lot of access to the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, Cardozo with a double double off the bench. Um, she had a double double, right? Uh, I believe, yeah, yeah. I, she had a double double. Definitely. She was six, on six. one too. She was posting up, man. Like eighteen and ooh, eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, that's what I'm, uh, yeah. A double double up there off yeah. the bench. Okay, so. They didn't have LSU did not have an answer for six six, six five, six mm-hmm. three wings, six you know, they they were huge across the board. Okay, so um I just felt that they were just so suffocating with how they defended LSU. Um and obviously rebounding as part of defense. But I just thought, you know, there was a statement made in that game that, you know, we're here we're still here. You know, if you're South Carolina, we're still here. Um, and LSU, you know, they're going to play again, and maybe they'll make adjustments or whatever. But that game was, like, from, you know, tip to buzzer, all South Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, LSU had a couple of spurts there, but, there, you know, there was never any question that South Carolina was going to win that game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there were ebbs and flows, but 
No, it was completely about the paint play, no. offensively and defensively, where they just dominated LSU. Well, I may have I, I led you a little bit astray with the what we were did. talking before. Uh, so the, the the offensive rebounding margin in this game, you look at it, it, it's fourteen to nine. So that's not that's not terrible if you're only giving up a plus five plus yeah. five on the offensive rebound. But here's the thing, Four. yeah, G- Gabe uh, forgot that oh. it should you have to talk about percentages, right? So yeah. South Carolina had 14 offensive rebounds on 26 misses. There you go. So that 46% offensive rebound rate. And, and this is the best offensive rebounding team in the history of, well, the, in the history of the her hoop stats era, where we have <laughs> stats uh, in, in women's college basketball history, they're at 50%. Last time I checked, I don't think this game brought wow. them down that much. I'm going to check. No. Oh, they're 14. They're 49.9. Okay, then you get then you have a big game because they would be the first team ever to be above 50% in our in the her hoop stats era. I love it. And 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 so when you have that, it's just so difficult to pick a, a defense, right? Because yeah. I think when you look at South Carolina, you say, well, they're not the best shooting team. They don't want to, they don't want to operate from the outside. They want to operate inside out, not outside in. Right. And so if you zone them, you put them in a worse position to do that. Yeah. However, yeah. As we know, Christy, mm-hmm. you cannot rebound out of a zone, especially not against Aaliyah Boston and Camilo Cardoso. Yeah, you can't do it. Big and strong. So LSU decided, hey, we got to man them. We got to man them. And that's not a bad idea oh, until yeah. you look at it and you say, <laughs> well, now we got, we, yeah, maybe, maybe Angel Reese on Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston's going to win that one. I'm going to tell you that right now. That's not hard. Uh, yeah. You want to put out whoever you want on Camilo Cardoso. Guess what? She's going to pull down 13 rebounds. So you you just don't have much of a choice on no. the glass other than straight up being manning them. I think, you know, yeah. you look at what Stanford did. Stanford did so many different things in their yeah, game to even keep it close. And, and they should Stanford should have won that game. But right. Stanford had to do so many things just to keep the offensive rebounding margin close. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really tough. And, and, you know, they have Cameron Brink, like, <laughs> With all due respect to Andrew Reese, um, she, like that's just not the it's not the it's not the same. It's not the same no. when you have you know players who have won national championships versus LSU. I think you know this could right. my biggest point with LSU is like they're just not quite there. I think right. Alexis Morris, big game. You know she got in the second quarter. She started doing those little horns actions again and downhill. Da ba da ba da. Okay, hey, we got we got Bree Beal on you. Bree Bree Beal may be the best perimeter defender in the country. There's also an argument that she's the third best perimeter defender on her own freaking team. Ah. So then they put Kiara Fletcher on her. Kiara Fletcher is just a little bit better about getting around screens. Guess what? Alexis Morris taken off the board. <laughs> it it was like okay, and and she made some that, tough shots. Yeah, but it's like, and then you look you look at Angel Reese. She ain't uh-huh. gonna have a good day against Aaliyah Boston. No, straight no. up. She struggled. I mean, Aaliyah Boston's block on Angel Reese was, I mean, was pretty magnificent. And, you know, and again, no shame. I mean, you saw what happened. Y'all watched the game. So, you know, I'm not making this up. You know, you saw it happen. That is what it is. Um, But I know, like, you were talking about Cameron Brink, you know, and how different she is than than a player like Angel Reese. I mean, Brink can stretch the floor and, and knock in threes. I think Angel Reese has only attempted four threes. This year, so I mean, good. she's totally right. As she, I, right, right, um, but she's totally inside. For now, I mean, who knows? She'll change and, and stretch the floor out. But I think for you know, for Cameron Brink and her ability 
to stretch the floor out, I think that creates a different dynamic for South Carolina when they're matched up with Stanford, yeah. obviously, um, you know, because of her ability to face and and make shots from there, not just face and take shots from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's a big difference maker. But I think, you know, that game was won in the mud. That game was won in the paint. That game was won with the interior defense of Boston and Cardozo. That game was won with dominating defense and not allowing LSU to get downhill and finish. Um, you know, it was super physical. I mean, and when I say physical, it's not, it doesn't mean fouls. Super physical no. means you better be ready to get hit when you get in there oh. and, and put your big girl pants on and go in there and battle and no excuses to be made. Get the job done or, you know, or be quiet. Uh, That's all I I'm love- going to say. Hmm. They they love the the Gamecocks love contact. I love that. I love that in a basketball team. I mean, you know, you gotta play. You gotta play rough. You gotta play. You gotta play hard. And you gotta love to hit people. I mean, I know it's ain't football, but I I always tell you know I tell our players, gotta hit somebody. You see someone on the glass, hit them. If they're going for a board, that's your board. Hit them. And South Carolina takes that all the way. I think you know the note I had when we were gonna do this podcast before the game. Mm -hmm. One of the questions I had is, can LSU beat South Carolina at their own game? And the answer is an emphatic no. Into the answer the is, it's it's a no, and 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 that's just because LSU doesn't take a lot of threes. In this game, yep. they're one for five. Uh, yeah. Throughout the season, they they're like three hundred and fourth in threes attempted. Um, well, they're three, you know, they, you can't you can't beat, and they're really good offensive rebounding team. They're really good at posting up. You know who's going to stop all of that? South Carolina. So LSU, I think, is probably so before this game, I was probably. Uh, saying LSU is overrated. I think coming out of this game, LSU might be a little bit underrated because teams are grading them on playing South Carolina. They're not going to beat <laughs> South Carolina. They're, no. They are not going to beat South Carolina. But they're going to be oh. a lot of other teams that they can match up with. And so right. I think LSU, I mean, to me, like, you know, it, it, Kim Mulkey said after the game, it's South Carolina and everyone else. And we're part of that everyone else. We wish we got closer. She but said it. She, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not there yet. And, and that's from her. Yeah. So I just think it, it's not a bad thing for LSU. Um, well, it no. is a bad thing. You lost, you lost, right? I mean, you feel bad. You'll yeah. hang your head about it. You get no, over it. No, you're going to get better. You'll get better because of it. You know, that's, that's what happens. Like you're going to improve and learn. Um, I mean, you learn when you win as well. So don't get mm-hmm. that twisted, but you, I don't know. I think you're more, <clears throat> excuse me, dialed in um, and locked in after you lose because you don't like the feeling of losing. <laughs> Um, but you always, I mean, if you're, if you're any kind of lover of basketball, um, or competitor, you're going to look at wins and losses as opportunities to learn and get better, but it stings more obviously when you lose and you're kind of more, you know, honed in to like, wow, what are all the things that we could have done better? And there's a thing that LSU could have done. And when you lose and you get humbled too, the LSU got humbled. LSU Say that humbled. part. Say it again. What did that? What happened? Say it again, Gabe. For the people L- in the back. LSU, LSU got humbled. They're they're out there. You know she, you know Angel Reese licking her, licking the W, eating the W like Jameis Winston, and she coming out. You know where that game changed? Here's where this game changed. LSU was getting close. It was like a five point game, maybe a seven point game, and LSU mm-hmm. kept knocking on the door of getting that you know into a yeah. one possession game, and then. The, I think Angel Reese had an and one over Victoria Saxon and just a layup over Victoria Saxon. Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. She blew her up. She got from the pinch post and she got to the lane. She blew her up. Clean play, got the bucket. Yeah. 
She hit her with. I'm, I'm gonna stand up. She hit yeah, her with stand that. Up, Gabe. Show the people. The too small. She hit her with that too small. <laughs> Baby in the house. Well, Don 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 Staley saw that and said, "Oh, you think your defender's too small? You think you think Victoria Saxon's too small? Okay, Victoria, come come take a breather. Hey, Aaliyah, get on uh, Angel Reese." And there's this moment. There's this moment right before the next play where you see Angel turn around and it's Aaliyah Boston, and you just see Angel's face go blank. Cause she knows what's coming. She knows what's coming. Next play, she tries to do the same pinch post drive. Aaliyah uh-huh. Boston just stands there. Yeah. Takes the contact and, and gets gets a stop. Next play down is that block you're talking about. Yeah. She that just block, man. puts it, she put that ball to the core of the earth. She sent that ball to China through the bottom of the, <laughs> of, the of the floor. And like, you know, that yeah. hey sorry, but yeah, that was a tough block, baby. If you're gonna say something's too small. Just be careful, especially when the team has someone bigger. That's don't right. Da- don't give Don Staley advice. She doesn't need advice. Don't don't tell Don Staley help. that her defender is too small. Right. Just just, just like, play. Hey, and, and so that I think that's exactly where the game changed. And then putting that's Boston it. on 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 Reese was just like, yeah, hey, go for it, go for it, do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and and that's I think right. South Carolina, you know, it's just what South Carolina does, and. There's obviously there's a ton of mutual respect there, and you saw Angel Reese sure. and Leah Boston hugging after the game. You saw, yeah. actually, I really loved Leah Boston uh, picking like she blocked uh, Alexis Morris near the end of the game. She picked her up and said, "Hey, you know, gave her a pat on the back." And Alexis Morris, you know, gave it back. I said, "If you ever block me so hard that I fall down, just leave me on the ground, please." Bye bye. Like, no, I'll be just, like, just I'm leave. Good. Me. I'm good. I'll, I'll get up. Here. Let me get up on my own. <laughs> but you know, look. We found out that LSU is not the team to beat South Carolina. So my question to you before this podcast was, what team can? What team can do it? I think we talked about Stanford. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, go back. (laughs) Go back. She said the Mystics. (laughs) The Mystics would. The Mystics would. They they, they ain't got no one for EDD. Um, But... So we talked. We've talked about Stanford before, and Stanford clearly yeah. got close. And I think Stanford can yeah. get there, even though they've they've been a little up and down in Pac-12. Um, but I think the other team we got to talk about in this context is a team you're extremely familiar with at this yes. point. Yes, yes. The who 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 Hoosiers of Indiana. Yeah, yeah. They beat they beat Iowa. They completely oh, yeah. demolish Ohio State. Yeah, shouts to Clark and Sonato. Yeah, the law, the law firm. I have the I'm rapid. Them. <laughs> Yeah, but some little nieces. All go ahead. In Indiana, <laughs> took it to both those teams. I mean, yeah. Is this is this a team that you're ready to say is is a competitor on South Carolina's level or close yeah. to? Yeah, close to for sure. And you know why? Because of the way they play defense. Gabe, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what they dismantle teams in terms mm-hmm. of taking them out of what they want to do. Now, um, when I say take them out of what they want to do, they're gonna blow up their first two options in the quarter court. Okay. And if you get to your third option offensively, that's not really what you are hunting for. Right. Uh, as a team, you want to, you know, at least get your first two options, one of the two of those, but when you're down to your third, fourth, fifth Mm -hmm. options, because they've taken so many things away from you, taking the actions where you love to attack, taking that away. Um, that makes it so much more difficult to be in a rhythm. And I think that's what Indiana thrives on. Terry Moore and credit her. She was like, don't come here if you don't want to play defense. Man, listen, that that's not a telltale sign on, on what um, the culture is there and the expectations. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had, you know, 
injuries with Grace Berger. I mean, she missed eight games earlier this year, but they they stayed consistent with what they were doing, and it was because of their defense. Okay, Grace Berger was playing point guard, leading the team in assists and everything like that. She missed that chunk of games like after Thanksgiving. And then a stretch of eight games, which is, you know, that's a yeah. big time for chemistry of teams early in the season, you know, trying to gain some ground prior to um, the conference season beginning. And, you know, just to see what they've been able to do in spite of that adversity um, and to have Chloe Moore McDaniel, who I believe and, and Terry Morton said this, too, while Grace Berger was out, that she was the MVP of the team because she slid over a position from the two to the one and ran that team with precision and execution and I just thought that that was really important for the team to have the leverage that they needed to get into Big Ten play and to do what they've been doing I mean they've been magnificent they've only lost one game and it was to Michigan State correct or like first part of the uh Big Ten right out of the gates in conference that might have been their first yeah that was their first uh conference oh no second conference uh third conference game right there yeah Yeah. it was they played Illinois and Penn State before yep yeah. So, I mean, they've had one loss all year um, and the domination that they play with on the defensive end, I think has to be commended. Now you asked me about them being matched up with South Carolina, man, look across the board with what Indiana has, uh, you know, and it's a well-oiled machine when it comes to how they play defense. So I think they don't have a ton of size. That would be obviously, I mean, you're not going to outsize South Carolina. I don't care what team you are. Right. Period, point blank, the end on that. Like, you just not. Okay, but what you can do, you can strategize against that size. And I think the way Indiana is structured defensively, again, to take away your first and second actions, um, force you into your third and fourth, you know, options in the quarter court, um, you know, and they take care of the ball. So you're not going to get, you know, the, the runouts that you want uh, because they're not going to give it to you. <laughs> they stay disciplined. Um, Mackenzie Holmes is playing like uh, a maestro out there. She is like so phenomenal with her footwork, um, her speed this season. I mean, it was always there, but I think last yeah. year she wasn't healthy, especially mm-hmm. at the end of the year with the knee situation. But man, she's getting up and down the floor. She's rim running. Um, defensively, she's dancing. She's doing the, the post defense two steps, yeah. staying loose. Like, and, and, you know, I know, I know I have on the shirt, but in this game, I had the Indiana-Iowa game last Thursday um, at Indiana. And it was, you know, McKenzie, it was the McKenzie home show. Like in terms of what she was able to do, like in the open floor, in the quarter court and defensively. Sonano fouled out of that game. I believe she only had six points in that game. Um, but it looked like Indiana was was really wearing down Iowa uh, in a lot of ways. And Iowa didn't help themselves by missing a lot of free throws in that contest. And you just can't have – that's what I'm saying. Your margin of error against a team like Indiana is so small, man. And and, uh, I remember Lisa Bluter said to us, uh, you know, because I just had their game the other day at Iowa when they played Rutgers, and and she told us that, hey, we just asked them after the game, uh, did you guys play your best? in this, in this game. And they said, no. And then she said, do you think it's like your third best, your fourth best, fifth best? And they all still said no. So they didn't play up to par, but you have to credit Indiana for disrupting what they wanted to do. 
Yeah. Uh, when I get, uh, when we lose, I also think we didn't play our best basketball. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, it's like, and, and, and so the thing, the thing, um, I think that makes that separates Indiana from some of these mm-hmm. other teams, you know, Indiana and Stanford, you know, we talked about Cameron Brink for Stanford. Indiana yeah. has a Mackenzie Holmes and Mackenzie yeah. Holmes at the very least, you can mm-hmm. say we can play man and have someone in the post to baller Leo Boston. I, yes. you know, defensively, you're not going to find many posts better than Mackenzie Holmes, as you're saying. And then I think, you know, their their ability to turn teams over, their defense, and and just like you know, forcing South Carolina into tougher decisions in man defense, or at least man ish defense. So you could you could do a couple other things. You just can't yeah. sit in the zone. If you sit in the zone, you're gonna no. get boarded to smithereens. So yeah. you, you can't do that. So they have yeah. you have to play some sort of man ish man you know like defense. Imagine. They can do that. They can turn South Carolina over, and they're extremely efficient in transition. Yes. So, that is a recipe to hang with the Gamecocks. And, you know, as you're saying, I mean, I, I think Mackenzie Holmes at this point, you know, hey, she may, she's not necessarily a Leo Boston, but she definitely is in the player of the year conversation. I don't see how you could not have her in. You know, it's it's Clark, yeah. it's Boston, and it's uh, it's Holmes, and maybe Maddie Segrist, who just had 50 points, by the way. Shout out to Maddie. Shouts to Maddie. Yeah. Maddie. 50 of a 50-piece nugget. Ooh, just a, just a buck over there. Um, but you know, I, I think Mackenzie Holmes makes that team into a contender on the national yep. stage. And I think they're the best team in the, I mean, they're, they're absolutely proving that they are the best team in the, in the big 10. Um, yeah. and you know, I just really hope they stay healthy because they definitely can hang with South Carolina. And I think, you know, as we, as they continue to get more, they get tested so much more often than yes. South Carolina does. And South Carolina has all that championship pedigree, so they don't necessarily need to be tested. They know they've been tested as a team, right. as right. a group. Indiana continues to hit those tests. You know, hey, we're playing Iowa. We got to beat Iowa. Beat Iowa. We're playing Ohio State. We got yeah. Ohio, Ohio State. We got Michigan coming up. You know, they, they be in Maryland. Everyone, they're coming, they're hitting all the, the check marks mm-hmm. you want to see out of a contender. I, I think this is a team that is really shaping up to be yeah. one of the teams that can that can win a title and i'm just super pumped for them i i think this is awesome and you know you, you've been to assembly hall that is like my bucket list place if anybody oh, wants to take me to the assembly hall <laughs> please take me I'm, i would love to go oh man it was you know the hallowed halls it's like you know it's like a it's like a museum you know when you go to mm-hmm. a lot of different arenas and you just, well, for me, I like to, to walk around, you know, and, and see all the pictures. You good? My <laughs> watch wife calling it Valentine's Day. Is that a lunch uh, date? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Your report is a game two hours away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Valentine's Day. I thought day. it was a Valentine's Day thing, honey. You know, you and your wife. Valentine's Day has been postponed. <laughs> Welcome to coaching. Uh, anyway, welcome to being um, married too. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll just do it next week. Yeah, next we Friday here. we'll do something. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I love the the history of of the game, right? Um, men's and women's basketball. I mean, you're walking around at Assembly Hall and like Tara Vanderveer's pictures up on the wall from like in the '80s when she was the coach there. Like, it's insane. Like, just to you know, to know the history of, of, you know, the grounds that you walk on, I think is really mm-hmm. awesome. But when you are in a place like assembly hall and, and all the other schools too, I just love to see um, the foundation, 
that that the game has has been grown on. And this is really fun for me as a, a, a basketball person, uh, just to kind of absorb all of that history of of the moment. And you know, when when the jump ball goes, it's like I don't know, it's packed in there. It's like thirteen thousand. It was a record, right? Thirteen thousand mm-hmm. plus, and I think it was like three hundred twenty-five thousand people um, viewed the game on uh, Big Ten Network. So, you know, a lot of records um, being broken <clears throat> for our game. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we were talking about um, South Carolina and LSU game having eighteen thousand. I mean, there's a platform for for where we are um, in our game, but to be in those historic arenas, I mean, there's nothing like you know the the goosebumps that come of that and at Iowa on Sunday, Debbie Antonelli was there. Just like <laughs> messed my whole mind up. I was sitting there we're doing, going over graphics and then she popped up in front of the table. I was like, what is happening? Um, so shout out to Debbie Antonelli. It was so good to see her, so, you know. I'm pretty sure Debbie's just like going around the Midwest to basketball <laughs> games. Cause like Calvin, Calvin Wetzel saw her at Illinois State. She's been at oh. like a million games right now. And yeah. you know, she's an, em- she's an empty oh, nester ooh. now. So she's like, I'm, she's I'm watching all of that. <laughs> yeah. Somehow Debbie is doing more work. I know. Yeah. But I love that. I mean, she has three boys and yeah, empty nester, but you know, she's, she is a, you know, she's a dream merchant too. Right. Mm-hmm. Just like Don Staley yeah. is. Uh, but I just think, you know, she's just showing how to, how to do it. Right. Um, huge mentor for me. So that was like fun, but just, you know, how basketball is all interconnected it to me is it's a beautiful thing. So yeah. Assembly hall, we got to get you there, Gabe, because oh. it's, it's fun stuff. I'm done. Di- I'm dying to go. That's the been on my bucket list. All of it. Yeah, it's good. It's been on my bucket list for a very long time. <laughs> um, no, no, yeah. Look, I think uh, that all of these stadiums, really, every everywhere. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go to South Carolina. Uh, yeah. I want to go everywhere. So, anybody that would like to take, <laughs> please let me know. I'll be. Yeah, I'll them. be in Dallas. I'm booking my oh. flight tomorrow for for the Final Four in Dallas. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, that'll be fun. Be and, nice. and I'm going to the I'm going to the ACC tournament in Greensboro. And guess I got a special announcement for that actually at some point. I just have to confirm. Ooh, special announcement. Special announcement. Just not right now. Oh, okay. I was to say teaser, teaser. breaking news. Like put it on the banner. Put it on the ticker. Okay. No. Okay. Teaser. Teaser. Just just a little teaser. Um, okay. I so do you want to talk? I think we got one more. We got time for one. More. We've already been talking for forty minutes. Jesus. Um, oh. Do you want to talk about the top six? Do you want to? All right. I got a couple options for you. Choose your okay. own adventure. We could talk about UConn. Um, we could talk about the top 16 seeds in women's college basketball. Or we could talk about WNBA free agency. Oh, dang it. Um, I like the top 16. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, I like the I'm top trying to, Yeah. I'm trying to find like where they put the team. Like there's a, I, they had a really cool graphic mm-hmm. of like, oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. I got it. I got it. Okay, so here, here's what we got for the top 16. So I'm going to read the first, the, the top four teams, not surprising. Um, mm-hmm. South Carolina, Indiana, yeah. Stanford. Yeah. I already talked about those three. Yeah. UConn. Yeah. Um, did you see, did I, let me know, you may have seen this. Do you know the last time UConn lost two straight games like they did uh, against South Carolina and Marquette? I heard it was uh, 93. 93. You know, you know what else? You know what else was created in 1993? Your boy. Oh, look at that. I was not alive the last time UConn <laughs> lost multiple games. And I currently have a mortgage and a wife and a dog. <laughs> so 
Oh, Morgan, great job, Gino. And a dog. Great job, Gino. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so that, those are the top four uh, seeds. And then I, I like the, yeah. the idea of talking a little bit about the seeding because right now in the Greenville region one, because there's two, the regionals are going to be in two locations instead of four. Um, yeah. We have South Carolina, Duke, Maryland, Ohio State. And that may be like my favorite of these groups because Duke and Maryland, first off, I mean, ACC, off. ACC schools, great rivalry. <laughs> We go. have to have JJ Reddick reading poetry around there, <laughs> yeah. like it, like he did back in the day. He did, uh, and, and then we have you know Maryland, Ohio State, South Carolina, yeah. Maryland. The, the, all those teams have excellent uh, histories there, and I think Duke um, has been playing really good basketball. It just beat my Miami <laughs> Hurricanes, so there that would be an awesome region. I think that's my favorite of any of these. Okay. Um, and then, you know, there's just some, like, interesting teams that I thought, you know, like, Michigan is a three seed, and that's that would make – I'm going to count them up. The I want to make sure I get this right. One, two. So the Big Ten has uh, Indiana, Iowa, it's two. Maryland, three. Mm-hmm. Michigan, four. Ohio State, five. Five of the top 16 teams from the Big Ten. That's insane. First of all, I mean, night in, night out, you better be ready to yeah. compete. Or you're gonna get your face handed to you. I, you know, for Michigan, Leah Brown is playing incredible mm-hmm, basketball for mm-hmm. them. Like especially as of late. I mean, you know, you're talking about a UConn team who, you know, has been battle tested with injuries. And oh my gosh, you know, Gino was off the bench for for a stretch of games. They just had so much roller coaster esque dealings this season, but somehow they're managing to to win. Um, uh, it's just been, I don't know, for the Big Ten, circling back to that, I mean, to have four teams in the top 10 for the first time ever uh, has been pretty amazing to see. But night in and night out, uh, you just don't know what's going to happen, right? I mean, everyone's yep. beating up on each other. But that's why that tournament in Minneapolis in March, that's going to be insane. That's going to be like an NCAA tournament. Like oh, yeah. It's like a mini NCAA tournament happening there because of all the ranked teams and how they've beaten up on each other all, you know, conference season. Come on, man. Uh, look, that's what it's all about. Um, it's in preparation for the NCAA tournament, but it is just, it's such a, a, a tough conference, number one, with fantastic tacticians and coaches. Um, the players are insanely um, skilled. Um, mentally capable to like just fight you to no end. Um, so that's, I mean, that's what the game is supposed to be, right? You're supposed mm-hmm. to have a lot of different types of teams, right? And you have to challenge yourself against size, no size, you know, uh, quick, uh, methodical, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, you know, there are all these different factors that you have to be prepared for. And, you know, the big 10 has all of that and more this year. And I'm not, you know, advertising or whatever, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just it's saying true. what it is. I'm just saying what it is. I mean, the only thing yeah. I'm advertising is the law firm. Like, is oh. oh, they sent me a shirt. Aren't they sweet? Look, oh, law firm. firm. The uh, um, you're gonna be That'll cold be out there in in, uh, in in Minnesota, by the way. Yeah, we out, it'll be yeah, cold in March. We there. went out there for the Final Four in April, and it was snowing. Yeah, it's a little chilly there, but oh, it, was, you know. it was cold. But you'll be all right. It's it's. it's yeah, Prince handled it for a long time. All oh, recipes, Prince. Anyway, and anyway. and uh, you get the little, you get the skywalk, and it's inside. Yeah, you can see like Cheryl. It. 
sure, for sure. Yeah. Cheryl sure. Weaver will be there. That's my girl. Yeah. See her yeah. there. And there's plenty of talent there to scout, as it turns out, because all those teams are really, really good. Better be um, there I, watching them. Hmm. I'm looking at it. Uh, ACC has one, two, three, four teams in there. Duke, Notre Dame, UNC, Virginia Tech. Uh, I don't think all four of them are going to be there by the end just because of the shuffle and, and just like how weird mm-hmm. the ACC has been. You know, yeah. It's been so up and down. Um, so I don't, I don't think those teams are going to be in there. But if I had to pick a conference – outside of um the big 10 to have you know whatever how what however you want to rate, rate this like eight right. teams in the sweet 16 four teams mm-hmm. in the elite eight pick the acc because those teams you know yeah. it's a war right. every night in the acc too Absolutely. And, and you're going you're going playing everyone i mean top to bottom that conference is strong there's not there's not many easy games you know you can lose any of them um yeah. and I so that. i think there that's a that's a really strong conference obviously mm-hmm. i'm really in tune to it um, I think they're going to – I'm interested to see if they get a one seed because I didn't really expect this from Duke. I think Duke has surprised me a little bit. I mean, I, their defense has been, you know, doggish, and, and that yep. puts you in the conversation. But yep. I, I didn't expect them to have the success that they've had, and I'm I'm, I'm interested to see if that continues um, mm-hmm. into the ACC tournament um, and, and just see who can get there. And, and, you know, I believe in UNC, I believe in Virginia Tech, I believe in Notre Dame, but I would, say, I would certainly say the Big Ten is just – yeah. Yeah. Big Ten's like like South Carolina. It's the Big Ten and everyone else. Yeah. I mean, you know, going back to ACC, I think, you know, NC State was great earlier in the season. But as of late, they dropped two of their last three, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think they're struggling right now with their um, continuity. If that's the, the best way to say that. Um, oh, sorry. Um, they just feel I mean, they to me, it just looks like there are lacking that next gear or two, right? When they find themselves in a hole in games and then can't seem to work their way out of them. Um, whereas earlier on in the season, they, they found a way to work themselves out of them. So I don't know what is actually going on there. Um, uh, and no negative. It's just, you no. know, you're trying to figure it out. Um, so for, for NC State, I mean, that's another team uh, in the ACC that you can't, you know, forget no. to talk about right because they're they're coming but they just have had like a rough patch over the last couple of weeks yeah. they'll pull off a they'll pull off a you know an upset somewhere in greensboro it's greensboro i mean you got I, I went to greensboro last year i was nc state forget north carolina forget duke that was nc state crowd um yeah. and you know i think westmore last year he's mm-hmm. he said uh you know i look really smart with all these great players on my team we'll see how smart i look we'll see how smart i look next year and i think westmore is a great coach he's, he's a fun guy he is. I love um, yeah but you know it's it's kind of a rebuilding process they they lost really the pillar of their of their whole thing in the lisa cunane last year and and yeah. a bunch of other really good players ran a pros yeah. you know kai crutchfield your boy like it's, like it's like they just lost so much that it is going to take a while for them to get back and i think you know, partially they're playing better teams now and partially mm-hmm. there's a fatigue factor of these players who, you know, yeah. their load right. has shot up um, right. from last season and they're getting used to it. And and I think, you know, obviously they're, they're relying on some freshmen too. So yeah, just like, I think they'll be okay. I don't think this is a year for them to contend, but mm-hmm. if you're telling, if you told me like NC State's in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, I believe you. Yeah. I yeah. believe you. True. Uh, and and so I, I think those two conferences are going to have the best tournaments. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. Although last year, you know, we kind of ignored the SEC, and the SEC turned out to be a showstopper. 
So yeah. maybe the SEC is back. Maybe maybe the Pac-12 sur- surprises. Mm-hmm. The Pac-12 is getting better too. Um, True. But I thought those top 16 seeds. Uh, do, actually, I could just read them. I'll, I'll read them out so we like have yeah. them. Or, or actually, yeah. can I just... You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do it right here. Oh, share the screen. Look at you. Yeah, awesome. yeah. I'm gonna take a. Well, I'm gonna take a little picture. Gabe. Oh, you're screenshotting. Oh wait, I can share the screen. Can I do that? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna. Do, we're doing a live experiment. Oh no, that's not the one. That's not the one. Gabe. <laughs> I'm still in it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna. Share <laughs> Better you than me. Trust me. Trust oh, and believe. No, you got it. I'm not, my name is Bennett, and I'm not in it. Hey, oh, look at that awesome. from the athletic. Oh, hey, you did it. Look at us. Oh. Yeah, look at oh this is this is fantastic, guys. Uh so we got we got South Carolina, Duke, Maryland, Ohio State, Indiana, Utah, Notre Dame, Villanova, Yukon, LSU, Michigan, Virginia yeah. Tech, Stanford, Iowa, Texas, North Carolina. If you are listening to us on the podcast only, we have the we have like the, the thing laid out on YouTube. Um Thanks, yeah all right we figured out how to do that we may do that more often but that's there's your uh there's your top 16 seeds and you know obviously that's going to be a ever-changing process um this season so i it's going to be it's going to be a wild sprint to the end um i we have some there's some games that we want to watch but you know what we have to we have to get to the WNBA because we have you know we're at 51 minutes Oh, 51. Okay. Okay. Great. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Continue. Uh, we, all right. So we got, I, I want to talk some WNBA free agency. Yes. I want to start with uh, the massive trade that brought Marina Mabry to the uh, Chicago sky. Uh, this one's a doozy, folks. It is. So essentially yeah. for Chicago... Yeah. They gave up their twenty twenty. They, they gave up the next three years of three their draft. Years. Did I get that wrong? Oh no, no, yeah. yeah. Three first. Oh, three oh, first oh, round oh. picks. Uh, essentially, three first round. But so they gave up their right. number five pick in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. Their first, their first rounder, full stop next year, in the draft that could have Paige Beckers, Cameron, Brand, everybody, <laughs> everyone <laughs> is going to be in that draft. Everybody. Yeah, and okay. a swap, a, a pick swap between Dallas and Chicago in 2025. And looking at it right now, mm-hmm. you kind of say that Dallas would would take that swap. So then Chicago right. would have a first round pick and just be lower than what they they would have if they mm-hmm. just went on their own um, way there. And then there's a there's a it's a four team trade. There's just so much stuff going on, but we have to talk about it from each team's perspective because not it's going to get too complicated. Uh, they also give up like a bunch of second round picks and stuff too. So <laughs> sure. For Marina Mabry to be on this team with Kalia Copper, and I gotta say, I really, really, really don't like it for Chicago. Not a statement against Marina Mabry. She was a restricted free agent, though. They didn't have to do this. They no. could have just tried. They could have just signed her to a max offer sheet, which is what she got anyway. She got the max, and saw if Dallas would match it. And I'm looking at Dallas's books. I'm saying. They're not going to match it. They're not going to. They're not going to do that because they have too much. Their books are loaded. They have too much uh, going on in the future for them to say, you know, we're going to match that max con- the max contract from Rena Mabry. Right. So to give up all of that for the right to sign a player that you could have signed without giving up those draft picks, mm-hmm. again in what projects to be one of the best drafts we've seen in recent memory. Right is 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 uh very 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 questionable to me 
that's a big move. I mean, you know, like you said, a restricted free agent. So, I mean, we don't know the inner workings and the business decisions, you know, that are made because of finances and, and salary cap and all that. And I, you know, I'm not being speculative. However, we are not privy to all that. So for her to be moved and, and, and all the picks that to me, I mean, that's, that's a major, major move in that way because of the big draft class, especially for next year. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, rolling the dice uh, in a major way to say the least, to say the least. Right. I mean, push all your um, chips in the chips in the middle. It's going all in. Push them all to the, yeah, man, push them all to the middle. Um, But in terms of schematics, that's going to take some time to, I mean, for both teams, right. Mm -hmm. Um, To adjust in the absence of Mabry and and the addition of Mabry. Right. But I think in Chicago, it's going to be interesting, like all the teams this year with all, you know, with a lot of new faces across the board. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how teams mesh and not just how they mesh, but how soon, how quick it's going to be for, for a lot of these teams to get acclimated to one another and and get the rhythm and flow um, with one another, because that's what it really takes. Right. And, Starting on the defensive end, I always say, you know, people talk about chemistry being offensive all the time. No, it's defensive, too. Like, you have to make sure that you are in sync with the reads, um, the philosophy of the coach, how you're going to cover pick and rolls and and go screens and all that stuff. Um, You have to be on the same page uh, with that. So that'll be interesting. But on the offensive side, I think there'll be some adjustments, too. Um, I mean, Mabry's a dog, right? She's going to come after you and she's going to be, you know, looking for those three balls. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be fun to yeah. watch and see how that irons out. But I mean, I don't dislike it. Um, I am intrigued. So I don't know if that is a good answer, but I, I am intrigued no, I, by the movie. I, I want to clarify. I love Chicago getting Raina Mabry. Okay. I love it. I love the move. The max contract, honestly, I don't think it's an overpay. I think that's fine. Okay. So the the contract itself and the move itself, fine. Just the okay. trade of, of giving up, of going okay. all in for Mabry on a yeah. team that, honestly, at this point, I'm looking at it, I'm still saying they're they're out of the playoffs on paper. I don't think they're as good as a lot of as the top eight teams in this in this league because you know you look at their starting lineup and it's Mabry, Copper, Courtney Williams, dog. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read their top six players. I don't know who's going to start. Okay. Um, so Mabry, Copper, Courtney, Williams, dog, yeah. Isabel yeah. Harrison, dog, yeah. Elizabeth Williams, dog, yeah. Rebecca Gardner, dog, dog. But I love Rebecca Gardner. It's, it's not like yeah. there's not enough talent there to compete at the level that yes. they would need to compete at to make this move. If you're telling me, hey, the, the, you know, we we got Candace Parker, we lost uh, Courtney Vandersloot, or we 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 kept Courtney Vandersloot and got we lost Candace Parker, but hey, we still feel like we can we can make a, a semifinal run at the very least and put mm-hmm. ourselves in a position to get to the finals again. Then yeah, I would say, hey, you know, maybe maybe it is worth those three first round mm-hmm. picks because next year you're going to make the playoffs and you and it's not going to be a, a problem. Right. But n- yeah. now I'm like. I'm shaking. Like you're shaking as a Chicago fan because now it's like, well, this team needs to really outperform what they've done. And Marina Mabry has to turn into a star, and she's a great player, and I think she's a really, really good player. But she's not. Right. She's not there yet. And Kalia Copper is going to have to be a superstar. And it's not like Kalia Copper can't get there. She's proven that she can play at that mm-hmm. level. 
Yeah. But can she drive the team as a superstar? Um, and, and I think the other thing I went into this, went into this for Chicago was, mm-hmm. you know, they're so, they were really, I'm guessing really scared of losing Cleopatra in free agency next year. Uh, her contracts, her contracts up after yeah. this season. Yeah. And so they would like to see her extend or at least, you know, be in a happy situation. She loves Marina Mabry. She said that a million times and she mm-hmm. wanted her on the team and they went and go, got, went her, got her. Right. And so maybe, yeah. so yes, maybe to keep Kalia Copper, they needed to do this. I just don't know if that was the right decision for me. If I, if I was in charge, I would have said, you know what? I'm looking at it. You know, if we can't sign Mabry, if she, if she doesn't take our offer sheet, we'll look to trade copper and we'll hit the reset button. We'll try to get one of those great players coming out of the draft next year. And mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, right. And, when, and we'll see how, we'll see how the franchise goes, but now they're just, this has to work. This has to work or yeah. they are, That's a you know, bit. it's, it's not just like, oh, you know, this has to work or they're going to be, you know, screwed for the next two years. No, like this could be like a fran- – this is a franchise-altering potential move. Yeah, yeah. This could change the entire look okay. of your franchise for a long time. You can ask minute. the, you know, ask the Brooklyn Nets, ask okay. all those teams in the NBA trading in those okay. draft picks and going all in for those stars. You got you to see what's happening down the pike because I just think that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a crazy, crazy move for Chicago. Yeah. Great, great move for Dallas for a player that they probably weren't going to re-sign anyways to get those picks and a yeah. franchise-altering move on their side as well yes. as they they bring in those picks and Diamond the Shield. And yeah. now, I, I like this Dallas team, Christy. I don't know how you feel about it. No, I love. First of all, I love Diamond the Shield. If she's listening, ooh, hey. <laughs> um, but I love that. I love that. Um, that she's going to be there um, mm-hmm. with Enrique Agumbawale. I think they're built the same way mentally. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're both, you know, extremists when it comes to competitive fire. And I love to see that, <clears throat> especially for Diamond, who um, saw her in the playoffs last year. You know, obviously it was Phoenix having the year that they did last year with all of the emotion mm-hmm. um, with the Brittany Griner situation. Um, oh, did you see BG at the Super Bowl? I did. I was so oh, happy. I loved it. I was so happy for her. I was so happy for BG. Oh, hey, BG. So happy for her. Yeah. Um, but I think, it, it, like you said, it's a it's a really good move for them. Um, they're continuing to strategize with their roster, but continuing to build too. Um, but they'll be able to add some really nice pieces with those picks. Um, but I just think when you said about um, Kalia Copper and and can she be that that superstar and lead the team. I think she's poised to do that right now. I think, you know, she got MVP of the finals when they won, you know, a couple of seasons ago. And I think from that, I mean, I think the the confidence that she's played with, I mean, even prior to them winning that year, just the way she's been moving along in her career um, Mm -hmm. and her uh, competitive maturity being on full display, I think she's ready for that challenge. Um, and she doesn't have anyone to fall back on now. Like, and not that she would want that, but I mean, there's no Candace Parker. Who's the one saying, come over here let me talk to you at a free throw. Like you're not going to have that kind of leadership. So can she be that for them? I think yes, but she hasn't had to do it because she's always had a salute or Quigley or Parker to be able to corral everyone in. So now it's her opportunity to step into that space. So I, I want to see her do it. I know that she can do it, but she hasn't had to do it, if that makes sense. Um, and Quigley is taking the year off. 
So, so she's not even there either. So I just think um, the opportunity is prime for her to, to step into that leadership role. Um, the seas have parted, if you will. And this is, hey, this is your time to, to stretch yourself into being that vocal leader. And you've seen it a little bit, but now, you know, she has, again, had to do it because she's had vets to the left and to the right of her. So now it's her turn. And I'm anxious to see how that looks. And I'm sure she's going to do it masterfully well. Um, I think she's going to be great at that. Yeah. No, I think she could totally be a leader. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think well, she's in like. in that way. Vocal. Yeah. Like, can but, she be the one yeah. say, hey, come over here. I got to tell you something. Like, oh, mm-hmm. no doubt. I think she can lead this team and yeah. play really well. She I just do don't think like, you know, you look at the other teams in, in kind of the conversation with them. And it's just the talent. The talent level for Chicago is not there. And and hey, James Wade's a great coach, and and yeah. maybe you know, um, may, maybe there's some stuff that he can get more out of these players mm-hmm. than he probably he can. I'm sorry, he can get more out of these players yeah. than, than what we expect. But it's just tough to look at the other teams with the talent and say, okay, we have to make the playoffs this year first off, and we have to be really good in order to make this trade worth it. To yeah. me, it just it doesn't it it doesn't make as much sense. And I think to to flip it back to Dallas, I just what they're doing is you know they've created a team that they really like. I think right. They brought in yeah. Natasha Howard this year, yeah. re-signed Tierra McCowan. Mm-hmm. You know they have Veronica Burton who had a nice rookie season and is going to be even <laughs> better. And yeah. then they have Satu Sabali and Diamond the Shields. I, you know the di- the dynamic between Enrique and Diamond is going to be a little weird. I think Diamond will shoot better from three, but she's not. That's not the fit. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be how Mabry and Enrique were. Like it's going to have to be a little different. Right. Um, right. So. That's going to take some time, like you said at the beginning of, of talking mm-hmm. all this. That's going to take a lot of adjustment. But then they have another three first-round picks this season. They have a picks coming up in the future. This yeah. franchise is set up to, to continue growing. And I always see people asking, what's the plan in Dallas? I mm-hmm. think it's a fair question. And I wrote in my in, mm-hmm. in uh, my newsletter, uh, ballandorder.substack.com, mm-hmm. if y'all want to. Um, I wrote about I wrote about how it's kind of like you know I don't know if I don't know if you ever played 2K but in 2K you know when I get a new franchise <laughs> when I get a new franchise I like immediately trade everyone you know I like uh-huh. I trade all my I trade all the players for draft picks I come bring in guys that I want you know I change up everything because right. I want you know I'm a wheel you know I'm, I have to do something in the video game so I want to do wheeler something yeah I'm a wheeler and deal I think Greg Bibb has kind of like had that mentality it's like Hey, this move is good. I'm gonna do it, and right. and it's it's that's great for roster building. But at some point, they need to turn the corner into team building. And I think this has to be the year for them with Latricia Trammell as the head coach. Has right. to be the year for them with Enrique as their leader. It has to be you know the year that they start going from this. Hey, they have a lot of talent. To okay, this team is ready to compete and win. I think this year they have enough talent to do so. So I, I like what Dallas is building personally. Mm-hmm. No, I like it. I, again, you know, just to have the pieces to be able to build, you know, to continually build um, and add to, you know, who's around Enrique Gumbawale. I mean, it's, it's her squad right now and, and no shade to anybody else. We all, I mean, she's the she's clutch like- performer on that team um, and she wants those moments. So I, I love that for her too. Um, to be able to to own that role and to have that trust from um, Greg Bibb and um, and the coaching staff as well, just to know that I we're we're working to get pieces around you. I mean, if I'm Enrique, I'm like, let's go. 
you know, like let's bring them because you know how she's, you know, how she's built, right? She wants to win. Um, so just to have have that trust from from everyone in the organization, I think, is a plus for her too. It's her team. It's her team, and you know yeah. they, they did lose Alicia Gray, um, and to a certain extent, that wasn't their choice. I think. I think Alicia, honestly, I don't know if her problem was with the franchise or with the role. I think her, her mm-hmm. problem was with the role because she's saying I'm a better player than than the than the touches you're giving me. And right. I don't. That's, I don't disagree with her. So. Um, and, and so losing Alicia is a, a big deal. I'm not trying to, you know, um, un, like, you know, downplay that at all. Losing right. Alicia is a big deal. Losing Marina is a huge deal. Yeah. But I just think they're, they're kind of built, they're built well now and they have playoff experience and they have players that they can rely on and they have, they have some, a good base for playing good defense. And that's been a problem mm-hmm. in Dallas. Um, you know, they got, they got their stuff together at the end of last year. But they're gonna have to, you know, really lock in on that end of the court this year, and I think they, I think they can. So, shouts yeah. to Dallas. I think it's a good move. Uh, there's a New York and Phoenix element to this. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like getting into the minutia of it. There's a lot of stuff going on. It, it's, it's, it's my, it's more minor moves, more minor moves. Yeah, that, minor uh, moves. Yeah, that won't. I do want to talk about one more major move, even though we're going okay. long. Yeah, Tiffany Hayes to <gasps> Connecticut. I know for the number six pick from Atlanta. I, I love great. that. I love that. I love that move. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Tiffany Hayes, I mean, you know, she had some injury issues, but I mean, her presence, we're talking about leadership too. Her presence as a leader is, I mean, that's, that's what Connecticut needs right now. Right. They lost some pieces, obviously with John Cole Jones and others. um, But I just think that that that's a perfect fit for her uh, in Connecticut with Stephanie White being, um, the head coach there in her first year with the son. I just think that's going to be a, a, a great combo with having her yeah. there. Yeah. And, Brie, and Brie Jones resigns actually for a little bit less than the max, which is interesting. Um, yeah. But you, know, you look at this team, we're talking about, we're talking about Chicago. This team is full of dogs. Yeah. I mean, Ty Harris, Tip Hayes, Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, Brianna Jones. That's your starting five. You've got Tisha Heidemann coming off the bench. Nia Cloud and our girl coming off the bench like i think they're a little thin but i'm looking at it and i want to do power rankings on this episode we're not gonna have we're not gonna have a chance to do it yeah um i'm like they're they're right in there you know i'd say with them and them and washington are really close to each other in terms of competing with those top two teams in new york and las vegas yeah i think tip i mean it's really hard to lose someone like john quill jones and still stay good yeah, you know, you look at teams that lose superstars; they don't tend to stay in contention. Right. This team did that with this move, yeah. and I think they yeah. should be really, really excited for what Tip brings to uh, Connecticut. And she's kind of, she's honestly, somewhat something they need. Like she can, you know, that outside in um, yeah. sort of player who can she can spot up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. that that's exactly what they need. And I think it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, really good for them. Obviously, they take a step back though. I'm not, I'm not trying to say they, you know, Tip Hayes and John Cole Jones are the same thing. It's just yeah, they, they stay pretty yeah. close to where they were. Absolutely. And they get, you know, Atlanta gets a number six pick out of that. And I think that's good for Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, super young team that's continuing to grow and get better. Um, I thought they had a phenomenal season last year for the youth that they had on the floor mm-hmm. most of the time. So I think a number six pick in exchange um, for Hayes is, is a good move for them on the other side, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, no, I, I like it. I like that move, actually. That's a, that's a win-win. That's it's a win-win. A- We'll say it. it's a win-win. Okay. And I think That's it's, nice. it's, and it's great for Tiffany Hayes. You know, she had, you know, when she was, uh, what year was that? 2018? 
2018, yes. they make the semifinals. Yeah. She was, she was incredible. She was incredible. She and she had, you know, some injury issues the next couple of years and the team kind of falls off and she's like playing on this team. That's like in the middle of being young and old. And right. now, you know, she gets clarity. She's going to play on a really good team. It's not, and she's going to be, you know, playing in Connecticut where she went to college with yeah. players who have her exact same mentality aren't on yeah. her same timeline. So pump for everyone. This is like, you know, maybe my favorite move of the off season in terms of <laughs> making everyone happy. That is a good move. Yeah. It, it's, you know, like you said it best, it's a win-win. So I'm, you know, anxious to see all of these teams when the season begins in just a couple of short months. Um, you know, we always say it, it's like, Oh, it's so far away. But then the next thing we know, it's like, you know, a couple of days out, you know, I and mean, we're in it. So man, I can't wait. It's going to be an exciting WNBA season for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, Christy. Uh, I got, I gotta go. We gotta go. Oh, it's a game day for you. Good luck to you guys. It's yeah, your last game go. today, Gabe. Coach Gabe. Oh, last, man. last, uh, last regular season game. Varsity. Regular season. Game. Yeah. JV but though. Yeah. Our, J our JV kids are pretty sad after our last practice. That's funny. So hold on, I want to tell players out there and players out there. So we asked, we asked, we asked the kids. Yeah. yeah. You guys get to pick our, our last drill uh, for practice. Oh, and we were expecting them to pick one of the drills that we've done. We've done a lot of fun drills with yeah, them. We've, we've, we had a lot of fun. And they're yeah. like, can we play pickup? And I was like, we've done so many fun things with you. <laughs> you know how many hours of drills I've watched on YouTube Kids. for you guys? And you guys just want to play pickup? You can play pickup in two weeks without oh. us. Yeah, it's all and we so want. We play, play pickup. And, oh. and uh, I called some I called some uh, rogue fouls on them. <laughs> Good. <laughs> to get back <laughs> they kept they kept looking at me too like is that a foul i'm like no keep playing the ref You're didn't like, see it get going get used to it like, no calls so uh, <laughs> I, love it. Our, uh, I love our jv team um and Aww. you know I've, I've, I'm, I'm understanding all of the times i talked to you and how um you know happy or sad or emotional you were about your team and it really uh yeah pretty sad i'm gonna be pretty sad today too but yeah uh, it's an we gotta get the w first Get that dub, Gabe. Get that dub, man. <laughs> no, it's an investment and, and not just, you know, of your time and, and energy, but of your emotions, right? As a coach, like you just want the best for those kids. Like it's not about you. It's about their success, their overall development as young people. Um, mm -hmm. and, and as we started this off talking about Don Stanley, just pouring into those kids. Yep. And, and that's what, you know, the tactical part and the strategy side is always going to be fun for me. Um, yeah. but it's the emotional side, like the, the lock in with those kids, um, every day, you know? So I know you've been a great coach this year, um, and going through the journey with you as a first year coach, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's been fun. So I got, so I got a good man. I got a good mentor over here. I <laughs> yeah, really good mentor. Oh man. I'll tell you, it's bigger than basketball. I'll always be like that for me. I don't care if I'm coaching or not, like mm -hmm. that'll always be a main thing for me. So just to see you in that space is, is really awesome. I'm proud of you. I'm going to tell you that. Thank you. <laughs> and have fun. Squeeze out all the moments. Squeeze yeah. out all those yeah, moments yeah. And, and win all the little moments, even the pickup stuff. I mean, that's fun. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it was, it was I mean, awesome. like, you're like, wait, what? Uh, but that'll be something you remember. So that's, I mean, for you, that's a great moment too. So, but it's fun stuff. But this is uh, always great to, to chop it up with you, Gabe. I know... Um, you know, one last thing about some WNBA-ish news. Um, Candace Parker, shout out to you, oh. mommy. Uh, mom of two, 
um, getting the job done with TNT and, and all these other things, but she will be the first woman to be the analyst on an NBA All-Star game. So Candace, you better go. Okay, mm-hmm. when I see you, I, I owe you a bigger hug. Um, you know, we always I randomly see her, but you know, when she comes here to DC, but I'm gonna grab her up because that's, that's an amazing feat. Um, something that's never been done, but as she said it before, I'm the first, but not the last. You know, she's you on know. the cover of the 2K thing, like yeah. as the first, but I'm not the last. So she's paving being the, the first in a, in a lot of things, and I love it. So go, Candace. Oh, no, it's, it's awesome to hear, and you know, Candace is just gonna. She's a star in everything, right? Some people, right? Some some oh, people are just some people like uh like the like the woman next to me, just good at a lot of things, just good at everything they do. So I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for Candace. I'm excited to watch the All Star Game. Um, yeah, I do need the Heat to get their stuff together, but that is an entire <laughs> other hour and a half long podcast. <laughs> heat, I'm still on the struggle bus right now. They're getting it. Uh, okay. They're getting it. But, um, hey, we appreciate you guys for joining us again today right here on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network for Courtside with Christy and Gabe. Again, sending all of our well wishes and prayers to the Michigan State University community. Um, but we appreciate you guys taking some time out to join us to, to talk about basketball and things bigger than basketball. Um, but you'll always be special for us for uh, investing your time and, and checking us out. So we will see you on the next podcast which um we're hoping is next week sometime when we iron out our schedules we don't know which day yet but we will be back you'll hear from us uh right here on the her hoop stats podcast network for courtside with christy and gabe for gabe ibrahim i'm christy winter scott and we will see you next time good luck gabe you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.